Have you ever wondered whether there's actually a sustainable way to balance a healthy and meaningful life with your busy schedule? Well, you're in luck, Balancer, because I did too. And the Balance Theory podcast is now a dedicated space to be curious in finding a balance that just works. Because since we're being honest here, balance isn't a one-size-fits-all. I'm your host, Erica, and let's dive into today's episode. Hello, Balancers, and welcome to Season 2 of the Balance Theory podcast. I am beyond excited that we've made it here, that I'm on the other side of my little mini break that I took. As you guys just heard, there are a couple new things around here. Namely, we've got a new intro. I've got a brand new album cover, which if you guys are connected with us on Instagram, you would have already seen last week. Another cool feature we've added are some Spotify themed playlists. So if you have a look at the show notes, what I've done is I've broken out the themes of the podcast into three key areas mindset, self-awareness, and health and fitness. And what I've done is I've popped podcast episodes into those particular playlists because I know myself sometimes when I listen to podcasts, it's nice to just know where to go if you're in the mood for a particular type of content within you know the broader theme of balance. And that was some of the feedback I got from a lot of you guys. So thank you to those of you who suggested it. I hope you guys really enjoy the playlists and find them useful. And again, those links are in the show notes. They are only available on Spotify. Unfortunately, there's not a feature for me to be able to do that on Apple. Uh, Until then, you'll be able to find them on Spotify. And probably my favorite feature that we've introduced, the newest part of this season two, and I guess where I'm taking the podcast, is the introduction of our free group chat. So what I've decided to do this season is rejig a little bit where I'm spending my time and how I'm kind of delivering the content. So as you guys would have been used to, we've been dropping episodes every Monday and Thursday. As of season two, as of right now, we're dropping episodes every Monday, but we've also got a free Telegram chat. Telegram is just an app where it's kind of like Messenger, but I really like the functionality of it because you can break up the chat into different themes. And so what I've done is instead of that second episode on a Thursday, I'm going to be running mini challenges with you guys in this free group chat. We're going to be connecting, chatting, and just being able to talk about things that matter to you guys, things we need to have, and just anything that kind of comes to mind off the back of episodes. But I think the weekly challenges are going to be really good for all of us to hold us all accountable to different things we want to achieve, whether it be meditation, exercise, meal prepping. We can come up with them together. I've got a couple to get us started. So as we go through today's episode, I'll be letting you guys know what the first challenge is. But definitely join us in the group. You have to download Telegram and then the link will take you straight to our chat. You can also share that link with anyone that you want to invite into the group chat. It's absolutely free. And if you have any trouble navigating it, let me know. I think it's pretty user friendly. I've got a couple of different chat groups in there. We've got a book club We've got a general chat where you can introduce yourself and say hi to some of the other balancers, but I'm really keen to actually connect with you guys on a wider level, you know, just beyond delivering content every week or just beyond having a conversation through Instagram or whatever the case may be. Speaking of Instagram, they recently launched an app called Threads, which I've strangely taken quite fondly too. I've been really enjoying posting on there. So if you guys are on Threads, also connect with us. The link link to that is also in the show notes. Um, But I'm just finding the way I'm kind of showing up and the ease of which I'm able to just put out content a lot more freeing, organic. It just kind of feels a lot more aligned. So I'm really enjoying that platform. If you are to come say hi over there. But I think that in a nutshell are the updates, the things I've been working on behind the scenes. Fundamentally, the core of the podcast is the same. 
which has kind of got a new look and feel. I've been running it for now three years, which is a huge achievement, one I'm super, super proud of. And I just felt it was time to give it a little bit of a refresh. But the quality and the core messaging is all as you expected before, with the exception of a little jig to how I'm going to be delivering the content. So I hope you guys are excited and ready for season two. Today's chat, I want to start, I think, quite fittingly with a little bit of a balance refresh. And I know a few of you will, will have heard this one in a couple of episodes over the years. I think it's important to address it again, kind of intermittently as we go, just to remind ourselves, re-anchor ourselves and just reconnect with our sense of balance. But what I'm going to do is give it a twist and talk about something that's become very important to me this year, which is energy givers and energy takers. And I think both of those play a really, really key role in the concept of balance and in our quest to kind of make the most of and be in control of our time. So we'll be talking about what energy givers and takers are, how you can identify them, and also some really common things that we might be doing, both of, both you and I, that we might view as normal. But if we just bring a little bit of curiosity to it, if we start asking questions, if we start just thinking logically about whether it's actually aligned for us and our balance, we can start to kind of unravel the automatic patterns that we've had or things that we just accept as part of our status quo that really we can take off and give that energy elsewhere. So I think it's a really important exercise to undergo. When I first did it myself, it was actually quite liberating and exciting. So I'm keen to share it with you guys. Um, but let's just start at balance. As I just briefly shared, and, and I guess a lot of you will have been here for a while. Some of you are just joining us on the journey, whether you've heard this before or not revisiting your balance, reconnecting with it on an ongoing basis is a really, really important exercise because the things we identify as we go through the theory in just a moment are not going to be things that are stagnant for your whole life. They're going to chop and change as you grow and change. Naturally, the things around you do too. You also go through moments of really different types of stress, different types of responsibilities, priorities, etc. And so the things that you need to ground you are going to look very, very different. In fact, I was really like pushed and inspired to revisit and re-talk about this as the very first episode of season two, because recently and kind of before me going on a break, I really was hitting that point of burnout, of feeling unmotivated, uninspired. And I guess for me, it came down to revisiting my balance areas and acknowledging that there were things I was doing that maybe in the past had served me as something that you know, balanced me that perhaps no longer did. And it was something I had to let go of and make space for something new. So doing this on an ongoing basis, make sure that you catch yourself out in moments where you kind of outgrow your life, you outgrow your routine, the people around you, your circumstances, and you can actually continue to have a life that grows with you. So very briefly, the balance theory, I guess was kind of born out of my own dissatisfaction with the whole work-life balance formula. Right, that formula to me says that in one category you've got your work and then in the other category is basically everything that's not work. And I don't know about you guys, but for me that felt like a really inadequate expression of my life. And it made it very difficult for me to also plan and feel like I had enough time for the things that I loved. And so what I did one day before I started this podcast was I sat down and I said to myself, okay, 
what are the three key areas of our life? For me personally, that's our health, number one, very, very important pillar. And that includes both physical, mental, emotional, anything you want to categorize under health. Then in the middle, we've got our relationships. Again, this is not just romantic, it's our friendships, it's our family, it's our work friendships, it's anything that you consider to be a relationship. And in the last category, we've got our fulfillment. Now, originally, because of the way work-life balance is kind of talked about and thrown around, I had called this category work. But then I thought to myself, there's so many things we do that are fulfilling, but aren't necessarily work, like being a full-time parent. Our hobbies, this podcast is a perfect example of something that's not technically my work, but something that really fulfills me. So I think that fulfillment category and not just restricting it to work helps us really open up our eyes to how multifaceted we are, right? We're not just our jobs. And so we've got these three key areas, health, relationships, and fulfillment. And basically the balance series says you need to work out what the bare minimum is you need in each of those areas to feel balanced. The bare minimum being if you were to look at your week and say, I'm really happy with the amount of time I spent in my health for my health this week, what would that look like? Maybe at a very top level, it's exercising five times a week, getting seven to eight hours of sleep every night, drinking two to three liters of water every day and meditating daily right? Don't overcomplicate it. It's the bare minimum. It's the things you absolutely need to feel like yourself. It's those things that if you don't get to do them in a day, you feel it. You feel like something's missing, like there's a gap. Same with relationships. Maybe there's some that you need to keep in touch with and alive on a daily or maybe every few day basis. Maybe there are relationships that can go a lot longer than that. So think about on a shorter time frame, right? In a week, What, if anything, in your relationship category is required to keep that part of your life alive? And the same thing goes with the fulfillment category. A lot of us can knock this out pretty quickly by saying, well, I work full time. That's, you know, a minimum 38 hour week. That's a bare minimum I need to do to kind of have my work alive. But then delve a little bit deeper. Are there hobbies? Are there other responsibilities that are fulfilling to you that need a bare minimum effort on a weekly basis for it to feel like it's sustained? So once you kind of work out, okay, in these three different areas, this is the bare minimum I need to feel balanced. Then you can structure your time around those things because those are your non-negotiables. They are the priorities. They're the things that go in the calendar first. So the reason I'm sharing this, and I guess off the back of what I said a little earlier, is I went through a little bit of a period of burnout, of feeling really disconnected with myself. And so I sat down and I had a look at my three key areas. This is an exercise I've done multiple times before. And I very, very quickly could see, and to be honest, I knew this before even sitting down, but I could see which of those non-negotiables I had stopped doing. And for me, it's quite simple. When you start letting go of the things that are non-negotiable to your balance, to your health, to yourself, then that's when you start to feel that gap, like something's missing, that disconnection, whatever that emotion presents or feels like to you. And for me, that was, I'd stopped meditating, We had a lot of visitors coming and going, not an excuse, I know, but it just threw my routine off and it was something that I let fall to the wayside. That, and I also had started a new job at the beginning of the year. And so what that meant was because I was working as a lawyer in a brand new jurisdiction, I was learning a whole new area of law in a whole new country. I actually found that reading and listening to podcasts, which are two things I really enjoy doing, it was like information overload for me at that moment in time. So I stopped consuming content for my own kind of personal growth. And I I focused on just learning the things I needed at that moment in time to switch off was anything but consuming more knowledge, more information. But what I found in the long run was once I kind of 
recalibrated. I got comfortable in my job. You know, our guests came and went. I didn't have that self-awareness or I hadn't kind of sat down with myself to think about this to a point where I acknowledged that, oh, I actually stopped consuming content that inspired me. And I didn't realize how important that was for my creativity and just sense of groundedness. And I have to say meditation above all things was a really, really big one. Even Anj stopped me a few times and said, you know, you haven't meditated, like you've, you've let it go. So I guess what I'm saying to anyone that feels a little bit off, actually, whether you feel off or not, this is a really, really good exercise for you to do to just reconnect and kind of check in with yourself. Like how are you doing the most important thing? Or, you know, and often there's, there's explanations, there's reasons why, because life happens, but it's just a good little re-anchor to get you back on track. So that in a nutshell is the balance theory. Now I wanted to talk about energy givers and energy takers today. And I feel like when we're doing this kind of balance analysis on ourselves, when we think about it in the context of energy givers and takers, it also gives us that second layer to work out, okay, well, if we're not doing something that's giving us energy. We're probably doing something that that's taking our energy. If we're feeling depleted, unmotivated, uninspired, we're probably giving that time elsewhere. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. I think the concepts energy givers and takers are quite self-explanatory. But the biggest point here is if you are feeling any kind of low or unheightened emotion, then it's very likely that you are spending your time or giving your time to a lot of energy takers, whether that be people, circumstances, activities, etc. If I reflect honestly, and when you do this exercise, you have to be very brutally honest and sit down with yourself and say, okay, what is actually taking my energy? And sometimes it's a really confronting question because sometimes it's things we don't want to classify as negative. So sometimes it could be family, really, really close friends, something Sometimes it might be something you actually really once enjoyed that's now turned into something that just takes your energy. For me, straight up, it was mindless scrolling on social media. It never made me feel good. I never kind of had an intention going on. And it was just caught me in this weird loop of feelings of inadequacy. And that was kind of my replacement, right? So I stopped consuming inspiring content. I needed something a little bit brain numbing because I just didn't want to consume any more content at the time when I started my new job. But what I replaced it with was not an energy giver. It was an energy taker. And so if you need to rejig things in life, I guess it's a really good moment to just sit down with your balance areas and say, okay, if I need to take away something that's a non-negotiable for me or a habit, you know, something that you do all the time that you're like, okay, I need to kind of put a pause on this or I need to change it up. You have to fill it with something. If you don't consciously do it, you will unconsciously do it. And so If you know that that's what's happening, if you can feel kind of your dynamic and your time shifting, make the choice to fill it with something that gives you energy rather than takes your energy because then you're almost setting yourself up for failure. You're kind of, the intention's good. You're you're like, you know, okay, I'm going to rejig my time or rejig how I'm doing things because I acknowledge I need something different. 
but then what you replace it with doesn't really fit the bill. And so bringing this awareness to energy givers and takers and being mindful of it when you need to shift things around, I think is a really, really important and tactical way to try and stay on top of our balance. That's a little bit about, I guess, what they are, what's what, right? Like how do we work out if something's an energy giver or taker? It's not always a straight line in the sand. This is a taker. This is a giver. Sometimes it's a little bit confusing, right? At at some moments you might find something gives you energy. In other moments you might find it doesn't. And that could very well be the case. It could be that sometimes it serves you and others it doesn't, but then it probably shouldn't be a non-negotiable. It probably shouldn't be one of the things that you absolutely need to feel balanced given it's not giving you that consistent energy. But how to identify them for me personally is always tuning into how I feel. It's that intuitive knowing. It's the inner compass of saying, okay, I just went out for dinner with my friend and I don't feel that great. I feel really exhausted. It was a lot of effort. You know, they were only speaking about themselves or they were speaking negatively about things that I want to do or I felt like I didn't want to share much with them. You know, I felt a bit resistant. Those kinds of thoughts and emotions are a really great way for you to know if something is an energy giver or a taker because I've had days and I'm, I'm sure you've felt this as well where you have had a massive week at work, you had a dinner scheduled in with your bestest friends or some really good friends from, you know, that you've had for 10 plus years. You go out, you have a dinner with them and you go home just feeling completely elated. It's like those people you spend time with that just make you feel so good and happy and just like you've been completely re-energized. Those are the friendships and that is the essence of what an energy giver is. It's you know not someone that's sitting there giving you their time and their effort and their energy. It's just a byproduct of being with them. It's what you need. It's like the perfect medicine to any bad day you're having. You know that just by being around that energy, you're going to feel better. So those are the types of things and kind of feelings you want to look for to know if something is an energy giver versus, you know, if you're feeling completely depleted and negative and just feeling bad about yourself, that's an energy taker. But just tuning in and actually asking yourself, okay, how did that make me feel is the number one way to work out what's what. We're going to run through some really, really quick examples just to jog your minds, give you guys some things to think about just so when you go and sit down and actually do this yourself, you might have some ideas already to start working with. Uh, Let's start with the first area of balance, so our health. I think it's quite obvious the things that give us energy here. You know, it's nothing. This is not news, guys. This is not rocket science. It's things we all know, but admittedly, you know, sometimes we let slip to the side. Things like our hydration, our sleep, our nutrition, our exercise they would all be energy givers. And, you know, obviously the energy takers in are a poor diet, lack of sleep, anything that is unhealthy, basically. But because our health is so much more than our physical health, you know, it's one thing to be healthy and energetic in the body, but the mind is also something we can't ignore. And unhealthy things to feed your mind come down to things in your environment, conversations you're having, content you're consuming, All those kinds of things can be both givers and takers. So be really mindful and don't just limit yourself to physical things when it comes to health. Think of the mental things, the emotional things that take a strain or that actually give you energy that go into that realm as well. Perfect example, meditation is such an energy giver for me personally. And two things that are actually energy takers are not having strong boundaries and gossiping. 
those two things just take the life out of me. So think outside the box a little bit and maybe think about your own circumstance so you can actually pinpoint what's been taking your energy. But this is a really good way to just sort of start to bring your awareness to it for things that are really obvious. I think relationships is pretty straightforward. It's kind of like the energy you bounce off people. It's the types of conversations you're having. It's the activities you're doing, etc. I probably don't need to go into that one in too much detail. When we talk about work, I think this is a really interesting one because I think, you know, you can always start at, do I like my job or not? Do I like the theme or the values of the company, etc.? But if we dig a little deeper, it's things like, do you feel appreciated? Do you feel respected? Do you feel like you're giving value, contributing, creating meaning? All those things, I think, form a big part of whether we feel like something is giving us energy or not. So think about your work environment beyond just the work you're doing. Think about the day-to-day things to the more high-level things and, and how you feel kind of as a puzzle piece in the wider picture. So those are just some examples to get your mind kind of thinking about these concepts. One thing I want to acknowledge here that might be on some of your minds is a lot of these things that maybe take your energy are things that are out of your control too. So it's not as though you're going to identify all the things that take your energy and be able to flick them all off. I mean, in an ideal world, that would be amazing, but I'm realistic. And I know that sometimes these things are unavoidable, especially if it's like someone in your family, like sure, you can set boundaries, but ultimately some of these things are not avoidable forever. And so what I want to say here is your power rests not in what you can't control, but what you can control. So as I just said, setting boundaries, saying no to things, being really picky and choosy with the types of conversations you're having with with certain types of people. Those are the ways you can control energy takers if it's not something that you can eliminate entirely. I think a really good place to start is your weekends, actually, because that's kind of, I mean, assuming you work during the week and you have weekends off, I think that's a good place to start because that is first and foremost the time you've got to do whatever you want to do, right? So if it's filled with doing things that other people want you to do or that other people have planned that you just have to go to, you know, that's your first sign, your first opportunity to be able to spend your time how you want. So looking at our weekends is a really good way to say, okay, what's actually taking our time? What's giving us time and energy? And how can I manage it better? What am I in control of? How can I bring more control to this situation? Even if it's takers that are outside of your control, but that's a good kind of pocket of time for you to start looking at because it takes that massive chunk of the work hours out of the day and actually gets you thinking about how much autonomy you have or how much conscious thinking you've been giving to your weekends. And then once you've done that, you can start to look at, you know, before and after work, then you can even get more granular once you're kind of like, okay, I'm quite clear on everything outside of work. I think work is my problem. Then you can start looking at, okay, how am I actually spending my time? What are my relationships like there? You know, do I feel appreciated? Kind of some of the things that we've spoken about already, but I think weekends is an easier place to start, to start looking for, okay, what's actually taking my time that I can make a difference that I can change as promised. I'm going to announce the challenge of the week. Now, so you're not alone doing this, make sure that you join us in the Telegram chat. I'm going to be holding each and every one of you accountable. We're going to be having a conversation about this and supporting each other through it because one thing I've realized is it's so much easier to do things with other people and you don't need to do everything on your own. So join us. It's completely free and it will be such a nice way to connect with you guys. So the challenge for the week I want you to think off the back of this conversation of the very top energy taker you've got in your life right now. What is the most pressing, most obvious, most draining energy taker you've got? 
And I don't want you to stress about whether it's something you can control or not. I just want you to find the most pressing, most obvious thing. And once you've done that, I want you to think about a plan on how you're going to mitigate it. Again, this might be something that is within your control that you can actually just get rid of entirely, or it might be something that is going to be there no matter what, but you can start to put in place some boundaries, some measures to help how much energy is it's taking from you. And because I couldn't help myself, I have a bonus challenge as well. Now, I actually said this to my girlfriend on the phone the other day, and I kind of made it a challenge for the both of us. We were speaking about it in a little bit of a different context, but I think it's really relevant to what we're discussing now. And that is, if you look ahead at your schedule, right, for the next few months, and I know sometimes like the calendar gets booked out and it's stressful, right? It's things that are not within your control. It's it's events, it's weddings, it's birthdays, it's things that, you know, you'd probably rather sometimes not go to, but you've kind of got no choice in that matter. So what I suggested to her and what I do myself Look at the next six months on your calendar and pick two or three weekends that you can just completely block out for yourself. Now, when I say block out for yourself, I mean, you can wake up that Saturday morning and be like, how do I feel today? What do I want to do? Rather than I have to now do these plans that I committed to four months ago or four weeks ago when I had the energy and I was so excited and now I could not be stuffed. You know, you want a weekend where you can actually just wake up and do what you feel like. And that might actually be going out. It might be having people over, but you can decide on the weekend. You don't have to make plans well and truly ahead of time. And the beauty of this is you can then just fill it with things that you actually like because your attention is not being grabbed or taken. Your energy is not being taken or drained by other people's agendas or schedules. I mean, depending on your schedule, you really could even do this once a month, you know, reserve the last weekend of every month just for yourself to have that autonomy as you get to the weekend, you know, again, it doesn't mean you can't be social at all. It just means you can decide when you get to the weekend. And I have to say, it's actually been a really nice part of moving to Dubai and not really knowing that many people, especially at this first year kind of mark, is that we can just pick and choose when we want to be social, which as an extrovert, that's it's actually been quite refreshing. I've started to really enjoy my own time, but I really can't move beyond and I don't know how I'll ever go back to not having those weekends where I can just wake up and do what I feel like on the day. It's it's a really, really nice feeling to not have to commit or do things that you've, you know, already committed to months ago or weeks ago. So that's my little bonus challenge for you guys. But please join us in the Telegram chat. We'll be talking about this challenge, I guess, things that people are finding takes their energy the most. And for those of you that want to share your ideas on how you're planning around this, especially I think what's going to be useful is for those of you that have energy takers that are outside of your control that you need to just maybe limit or set boundaries for, it's going to be really useful to share that because I guarantee you someone else is going to be struggling with exactly the same thing. And I'll see you guys either in the chat throughout the week or next Monday for another episode. Until then, stay balanced.